week three here of the NFL season on the Boss Man Show, and we have a great show for you. Uh, we have Shereen Williams-Wills right now on the line, and Columbus X is Warren Moon after the break. So, great show already in store for you guys, and I want to talk to from ProFootballTalk.com, a site I look at every day via my NBC Sports uh, app, uh, looking at those sports talk topics. Shereen Williams are here on the show. The Shereen, how are things in Texas with you? Well, it's going all right. It's a hot. We wish the weather cooled off a little bit, but but otherwise, it's good. I think Cowboys fans might be a little down around here uh, this week, but you know, it's football season. Losses happen, and and it, it's a fun time of year. Yes, it is. And speaking of the Cowboys, uh, out to Washington for the last two weeks, kind of going two different extremes here against the Giants, one against the Broncos. What's your overall system of the Cowboys so far? And are you worried about that? You saw this fact that Denver just matches up well with the Cowboys for being able to stop that running game and play everybody else one-on-one man coverage. Yeah, I think you nailed it because everybody's saying, well, they've given them the blueprint. Well, they didn't know the blueprint before Sunday. They're a bunch of idiot defensive coordinators. The blueprint's been out there since week one of last year. The Giants showed you how to beat the Cowboys twice last year. You stop Ezekiel Elliott, you make them throw the ball. However, having said all that, you just said it. Who? What other team, name me one, that has two all-pro quarterbacks? You can't because there isn't one. They've got the best pair of corners in the NFL, so they're able to play that coverage outside, that man-on-man coverage, and load up the box and, and stop Zeke and, and force Dak Prescott to throw the football and get rid of it in a hurry. And, and so I, I think it's unique what Denver did. I think other teams will try it, and I think other teams are going to get burned a little bit on it uh, because the, their corners are not going to be able to stick with those receivers the way uh, that Denver's did. So I think that's a very unique defense we've known all along. It's one of the best defenses in the NFL, and I think they showed that on Sunday. Now, Shereen, defensively, do you feel uh, with Moore coming back this week and then Irving coming back for Week 5, uh, the Cowboys will have enough pass rush to cover uh, while the secondary kind of heals and gets in their groove a little bit? I think that's been the surprise for me with this team is the pressure they've been able to put on. And, you know, Tank Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, is tied for the league lead in sacks and didn't see that coming. But, you know, he played awfully well two years ago, uh, had eight sacks, team leading, and they thought he'd build on that. And then he got suspended last year and then got hurt and, so I only played nine games last season and didn't play very well. And, and so I guess we could have seen it seen it coming, but didn't. And uh, he, he just played really, really well. Maybe he's the war horse, war daddy that, that Jerry likes to call uh, that pass rusher, that dominant pass rusher. Maybe he's that guy. Uh, they'll find that out. But I do think that's been the biggest surprise uh, for this Cowboys team is they have had some semblance of a pass rush in these first two games, especially against Eli, but we now know how bad the Giants' offensive line is, so that led to part of that. But, you know, they forced the fumble against Trevor Simeon and recovered it, and the Cowboys had a three-yard drive early and and were in that game uh, early on. So I do think they've been pretty successful in the pass rush, and you're right. They're going to have to get a pass rush. The defensive line is going to have to, the linebackers, are going to have to play very, very well because that secondary is banged up. And, and frankly, it's not very good even when it's healthy. Yeah, like when Orlando Scandrick's your best corner, 
you're in trouble. <laughs> it's just like this. this <laughs> the, it's the truth. I love I love him in a slot, a guy, but on the outside being your best corner, you know. And I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm in Atlanta. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna be. I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan, so I watch Cowboys while to the Falcons. But I'm happy they win and keep everybody happy around here. But you know, but it's like <laughs> so, so. You have Jordan Lewis come off a hamstring. A woozy's hurt as well. You, I mean, all right, Shereen, what are they gonna play? Xavier Woods now at some corner, maybe. Uh, uh, Kevon Frazier. So what are you gonna do if everybody's not playing this week against Arizona? Well, they expect Skander to be back, which will help him because you're right; he is their best corner. Uh, so him coming back and, and playing with a broken broken hand uh, would would be good for the Cowboys because they're going to need everything they can get against the Cardinals uh, in that secondary. But yeah, they had to make do. They they ended that game. Uh, they didn't end it. They played more than two quarters. Uh, with Xavier Woods, as you said, a, a safety playing in the nickel. And the problem was they only had two healthy cornerbacks. Um, and they still only have two healthy cornerbacks, fully healthy, uh, that probably won't appear on the injury report uh, this week. So, yeah, they're in a little bit of, of a bind here with, with in their cornerback situation um, as they go forward and, and face the Cardinals. And I'm sure the Cardinals feel like they can take advantage of some things if they can get some blocking up front. And speaking of, also, about Coach Marinelli and how the job he's done to pretty much get a, get a group of young guys and cast-offs to play hard, hustle every play, and just give it that best effort and make up for their lack of talent. What do you say about him as a coach, period, there? Yeah, well, and, and Rod Marinelli and I go way back. You know, uh, he came into the league in, in 1996, and I was in Tampa when that group of coaches, and you think about that group of coaches, Tony Dungy was, the head coach, Lovey Smith, was the linebackers coach. Herm Edwards was the defensive backs coach. And Rod Marinelli was the defensive line coach. So that was a heck of a coaching staff they had in Tampa when they came in. And uh, He's been a good coach for a really long time. And I keep saying he's doing this with a little bit of smoke and mirrors. He has one Pro Bowl player on that defense, and that's Sean Lee. We know how good he is. But, you know, they, they have played pretty well this season. I know they had – uh, some struggles against the Broncos. But as much as anything, I'll say this, it was that fact that the Cowboys couldn't run the football uh, that led to some of their problems on defense. You can't be on defense for 76 plays and play well. And that's been what the Cowboys did really effectively last season and then in that Giants game, too, is they were able to run the ball, able to control the clock, able to keep their defense on the sideline, and they weren't able to do that uh, on Sunday. So I think that was a big part of their defensive problems on Sunday was the fact that they were on the field for so long and the Cowboys weren't winning that time possession and keeping their defense on the sideline. So, Shereen, did you ever think uh, you see Jalen Smith on the field and contribute in a major way as, as he uh, will be expected to do this season? Well, Everybody knew he was going to play or, or were pretty certain he was going to play when he came into the league. Cowboys wouldn't use the second-round draft pick on him if they didn't think he was going to play. The question always was how well he was going to play, and I think that's what surprised me and many other people in the league is how well he's played, particularly in the season opener. Uh, you know, and, the, and he wasn't supposed to – the other thing is he wasn't even supposed to play that many plays, and they just kind of kept him out there, and, and, and he's done amazing things. I think he's a great story. He's a great story for this league. He's a great kid. Um, and, and if he turns into the Pro Bowl player that he was expected to be when he was coming out of Notre Dame initially before he tore up that knee uh, in, in that January 1 Citrus Bowl game, 
uh, I, I think it's going to be an, an amazing story that he'll be able to tell and, and, and share with people uh, about how to come back from things and how to keep a positive attitude and keep your head up when, when things are at their worst, because that's exactly what he's done all along. One of the most positive, upbeat people I've ever met. And, and uh, I think that served him well on his comeback uh, from everything he's gone through with that knee. Cause it wasn't just poor knee ligaments, you know, it was the, the nerve there that got damaged and, and wait for that thing to regenerate and it hadn't fully regenerated yet. And so I think he's going to get better and better if that nerve comes all the way back. Folks, we're joined by Shereen Williams here on the Boss Man Show from ProfileBallTalk.com. And now, Shereen, looking at the Ezekiel Elliott situation, reading PFT the way I do and what Mike Florio writes about it from a lawyer's perspective, basically relationships throughout the league with the Cowboys organization. What are your feelings about how the NFL has handled this case for Ezekiel Elliott? Did they feel like, did they feel like it was a stack deck against him? Did Roger Goodell made a decision just to pretty much suspend the guy no matter what he did? Well, I, you know, I think that's what this case now is being fought over uh, in the court system. It's no longer about guilt or innocence. That long ago we passed that. I think this is about procedures and how much power the commissioner has and and things of that nature. And I think the courts are going to decide that ultimately. And then, you know, a few da- years down the road, we're going to have a new CBA. And I think this case is going to come up and be discussed and and uh, all those things, along with the Brady case and some other things uh, that have happened uh, that, that Roger Goodell has made decisions on. And, and I think that's exactly it, it, is how much power does Roger Goodell have? How much power does the league have uh, when a player is not arrested, not charged uh, with an offense, but yet the league does its own investigation and decides uh, he's guilty and suspends him for six games? So. I think that's where we are in this, and, and it, it, as I keep saying, this thing's not going to be decided in a matter of days. It's going to be weeks. It's going to be months. Probably going to be at least a year. And you know, you think about Brady. We got sick about hearing about the Brady case, and that went on for for a year. This case is already past a year. This we're going to be hearing about this case probably for two years. And and it's just I know everybody's tired of tired of talking about it, but when one of your best players in the league is suspended uh, and takes the NFL to court. I, you know, it's just a huge story that you can't stop talking about till it's decided. Again, I think this is a long way from being decided. Well, Shereen, one of the other aspects of this case is is uh, the fact that Jerry Jones is involved in it. You know, and, and he's come out and he said that there's uh, been no evidence presented of domestic violence and that the NFL has to be fair in their handling of these cases. Uh, do you feel that having an owner behind you that wields as much power as Jerry Jones does within the league will get the ball rolling a little bit towards cleaning up the NFL investigative process, curtailing some of Roger Goodell's power, and maybe setting the stage for that next uh, collective bargaining agreement where they, they're probably going to try to uh, you know eliminate a lot of that power that the, the commissioner's office has in this regard? Well, I think it's a really good question, and I think now that the NFL's most influential person, and that's what USA Today voted him a little over a year ago, and I think that's hard to argue uh, that he's not more powerful than, than Roger Goodell because he is, um, but the NFL's most powerful uh, man has now been directly affected and is upset about a decision that Roger Goodell has made, I think will lead to changes probably in the future CBA. Will it happen before that? I don't know that. 
Uh, but I do think the future CBA will be affected because of this case and because of the Brady case, because I would argue that the second most powerful man in the NFL is Robert Kraft, uh, or, or at least pretty close. They're at least both of them in the top five when you start naming powerful men in the NFL. And so when, when you have those two guys upset about decisions that you've made, uh, then I think changes occur. And I think that's what's going to happen at some point. Uh, changes will occur yes indeed was strange i hope that uh it happens uh, real soon i hope zeke plays in atlanta that would be my biggest thing i won't see him play in atlanta i don't want that game to be messed up without having <laughs> zeke there will you be coming down for that game stream by any chance uh we'll see i, I may be there in atlanta that, that's going to be one of the top games of the of the season for sure i can't wait to see that game and you'll love the new stadium, too. It's, it's, it's very lovely. It's great. Uh, food is good. The, the, the media food is great. Uh, you have a buffet. You, it's, it's great. That's what I'm saying. I, it's better than the, than the dome was. Let's put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> it better be, huh, for what they spent. But it looks, yes. it looks great on TV, so I can't wait to see it. Yes, indeed. Well, Stream, we're there in Georgia at a visit tonight. Look forward to doing it again with, with you real soon. Probably when the Cowboys play the Falcons, we'll have you back on again, see what the Cowboys are and discuss the preview that matchup as well. Thanks so much. Thanks for you guys' time. All right, folks. Stream Whips here on the Boss Man. So come in. This is Warren Moon after the break. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The baby album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. 
to come out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Man show with John Beckler. Had a great guest for you, Shereen Williams from ProFootballTalk.com. And since I'll be in Nashville this week covering the Titans and Seahawks, I said, well, let me have on a guest of the show we had on before. Seahawks color analyst and Hall of Famer Warren Moon. And on the show once more, Warren, how's life treating you in the Pacific Northwest, man? Ah, I'm doing all right. We out here uh, in the Pacific Northwest getting ready to head down south to uh, – Nashville land and hopefully I'll win another football game. If we're one and one right now, got to get our offense turned around. But other than that, we got a pretty good football team. Now, Warren, you got to be happy about seeing Chris Carson take over that lead running, running back role. It's four Niners getting the, getting the ball as many times, running with energy. How did it make you feel seeing this guy step up and giving that guy that focal back behind Russell Wilson and give some consistency to get kind of open up things for Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham, and those guys on the outside there? Well, it's great to, you know, to have Chris Carson playing the way he is, but um, we also want uh, Eddie Lacy 
be able to step up and contribute and also uh, Thomas Rawls because you know it's a long season and it's hard to uh, just concentrate and focus on one running back over the course of a year, especially a rookie. So we're going to need some other guys to step up, but Chris Carson has definitely been a, a big surprise for us and uh, we're glad he's with us. And Warren, I kind of you'll probably use my man McKissick from the Falcons that you all picked up. Is he going to be part of the plans as well? Uh, maybe as a receiver, running back, a, a flexy guy, kind of like Procythe was and Rawls. What about what, Mr. McKissick out there? Yeah, he's going to be a, a more of a special teams guy and, and a special situation guy. He's, he did a very good job on kickoff and punt returns during the preseason. He can play running back, but he can also play receiver. And uh, you can do a lot of things with him. You can run, you know, fly sweeps with him. You can run reverses. Uh, you can do all types of things with um, with JD. So we're we're looking forward to incorporating him in the offense a little bit more as the season goes along. Now, Warren, tapping into your vast experience uh, with offensive lines, you know, having that running game getting established with Chris Carson, uh, the other guys coming along behind him, hopefully. Uh, uh, how is that going to help the the offensive line play for the Seahawks moving forward and maybe help them get a little bit more consistent in the pass game? Well, you know, this offensive line was just put together this year. We've got some new faces again this year. We had a big injury to our left tackle, George Fant, uh, in our last preseason game, so he's done for the season. So these guys haven't had a chance to play a lot together. And, and offensive line play, uh, especially in the running game is just like you know a quarterback having timing with his with his wide receivers. Those guys have to learn to to play together, to communicate, uh, play with uh, in unison, and also have that chemistry. And it just takes a while to develop that. And, and they're only two games into the season, but I think they're going to get better as the season goes along. And Warren, I read a little uh, article from Derek D saying that it's the way the guys not been in pads is why the line play, not just Seattle's, but a lot of lines are not playing up to par. You feel like that if there was more contact allowed during OTAs, training camp, that the guys would be more sharper and then rather than first up, someone can pretty much be in the preseason extended a little bit where guys are getting in the groove and since October, everybody's kind of in the groove and everybody's doing their thing. So what do you feel about what can make the line play on all, on all sides better for all teams who kind of start off slow here a little bit? Well, I think it's really hurt the game, the, the amount of time that they've cut off uh, teams being able to be on the field in the offseason, especially for young guys who are trying to develop, uh, learn their position, learn the system that they're going into, and then for free agents as well because they're coming from a new system, I mean, a, a system to a new system, and they got to learn that system no matter how many years you've been in the league. So uh, I think it really hurts the game overall because they've really cut down on the amount of time you can be on the practice field, the amount of time you can actually hit, and a lot of these guys just don't get any hitting anymore. And football is a contact sport. It's a very physical sport. And if you don't get that hitting in before you get into the regular season, it's going to show. And I think it's showing, and they need to do something about that because the game is not the same game as it used to be. I think the season, as it, as it progresses, will get better because they're, they're playing real games now. But they shouldn't be playing the way they are right now this early in the season. It should be a lot better quality of play right now. But it's not going to – get better until these guys really get themselves acclimated to hitting and tackling and doing all the things that you really do in football. You got that right. And uh, Warren, uh, what do you feel about Jimmy Graham? Uh, I was kind of looking at some of his old film here before I talked to you today about how he was Saints were splitting out wide as an as X or a Z, sometimes up the wide in the slot as well, trying to move around a little bit. Do you feel like that uh, Daryl Bevel and Russell can kind of work on getting him a little bit more 
out in space to take advantage of his size as a tight end with a receiver, with a receiver speed to get him more involved. It seems like he, he kind of doesn't get involved. He kind of loses himself. He does just disappears out there for you guys. Yeah, he does, and we need to do a better job of getting him the football. Um, and I think they're trying to do that. They have moved him around a lot. But with our offensive line play, it's been kind of inconsistent, and Russell's been you know under duress, uh, especially that first game in, in Green Bay. So uh, I think, like I said, as the season goes along and the offensive line improves, Jimmy Graham is going to get his number of touches. I'm sure he's a little frustrated right now. He's had some opportunities that he didn't take advantage of. He dropped some, some balls early, so – it's it's both sides. It's we have to get him the ball a little bit more, and then once we do throw him the ball, he's got to make the plays. Now, Warren, uh, we we've seen the defense start to fly around a little more. Uh, they're they're kind of getting back to that Legion of Boom status that they had. Is that back and alive? And is that in part because uh, of having Earl Thomas back uh, on the back end? And the the big difference that makes on the back end of a defense having a guy like that in place uh, week after week. Yeah, Earl's one of those guys who flies around and plays at another speed than everybody else, and he's the last line of defense. So he's a great guy to have back there because he can cover up a lot of mistakes. But I think the main thing you see on this defense is they're really healthy. And a lot of those guys were banged up last year or missed a lot of time, like Earl Thomas missed the last uh, four or five games of the season. We weren't the same defense when he went out of there. Michael Bennett missed a, a, about eight games last year. We had a lot of guys within our defense that missed a lot of time. All those guys are healthy now, and that's why you see us getting back to playing that top-notch defense that they've played over the last five years. Folks, we're joined by Hall of Famer Warren Moon here on the Boss Man Show. Now, Warren, uh, as you guys travel to Tennessee this weekend, uh, what are some keys for the game for you offensively for the Seahawks and defensively that will be key for you guys to come to Nashville, beat the Titans, and, and leave Nashville with a win heading back to Seattle 2-1? and one? Well, we've got to run the ball better, and I think that's where it all starts with our offense. And, and if we can run the ball more consistently, and we're getting better. We had 90 yards in the first game on the ground, 121 this past weekend. And if we continue to keep improving on that, that opens up everything else because when teams have to try and stop the run, now the play-action game really becomes big. You get big plays, big strikes down the football field, and that's what our offense is kind of predicated on. So. We've got to start off trying to run the football well in this game, and everything else will come off of that because uh, the Titans have a very explosive offense as well. They run the ball very well, and they have a very exciting quarterback in Marcus Mariota, and we want to keep them on the sideline as much as we can. And the way you do that is you run the ball, keep that clock moving, and then you score points. Now, Warren, uh, talking about uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, you're a Hall of Fame quarterback. You had a great career, and you know how to play the game uh, the right way. Uh, you know, at that position, what is your assessment of Mariota uh, from what you've seen from him so far? Were you able to see much of his play in college at Oregon? And then how do you think that, that he's translated over into the NFL? Yeah, I watched him play a lot at Oregon uh, for a couple of years, and uh, he was an amazing player there. And uh, we always wondered what the, how he would make the transition coming to the NFL game, coming out of that spread offense. But he's really made the transition well. And the only thing he needs to do is stay healthy. He's got to be available for his team you know, over the course of a season because a quarterback in this league has got to be able to show up every week because he's a vital part of his team. And then the backup position is a big drop-off usually when the backup has to play. So Marcus has been a little bit hurt his first few years in this league. So if he can stay healthy, he's off to a great start. When he plays, he plays well. He plays efficiently. 
I think he's one of the top quarterbacks, if not the top quarterback in red zone uh, productivity since he's been in the league, not turning the football over and that type of thing. And that's, that's really a compliment for a young player to be that way because that's where they usually have the most problem is in the red zone. So he's done a lot of good things early in his career so far. The key for him is just to stay on the field because when he's on the field, good things happen. And Warren, something's really stood out to me is about the anemic quarterback play I've seen in the league. And do you feel like that the college football, the high school spread systems is stunting the quarterback's development and growth for reading progressions, reading defense, know how to call a defense, shift protection because the coach is looking on the side of the coach telling them what, what play to run. You look at you see a picture, that's, that's a play. So what do you feel like is leading a lot of this quarterback play being so poor and anemic? And what do you think can make the quarterback play better? Is, is it from a base level up or can you get taller on the pro level how to quarterback the right way? Well, you know, if you look at the quarterbacks that have been in the league for a while, the, the Drew Breeses, the Tom Brady's, the the Aaron Rodgers, all those type of guys, the, the Ben Roethlisberger's, you don't see their play has diminished any. They're they're playing pretty well. But uh, for some of the younger quarterbacks in the league that haven't um, really had enough time to get adjusted to this type of game, uh, they're struggling a little bit. And then with the beginning of the season starting, a lot of these guys don't play a lot in preseason. So it, when you don't play in the last preseason game, you only play so much through those first three preseason games. You don't have a lot of uh, real game action as far as getting on the field. So a lot of these guys are trying to just transition into the regular season, which is a lot faster speed. Uh, defenses are showing you things that they hadn't shown in the, in the preseason. Now they're showing them in the regular season, different coverages, different blitzes and all those different things. So it takes a while for offenses to get adjusted to it because offense usually is a little bit more behind the defense uh, when the season starts. And you're seeing that because these guys, like I said, haven't played a whole lot in the preseason and uh, they're just a little bit behind because of some of the things the defense is showing. But I think as the season goes along, offenses will get better. They will catch up. But part of it is because of what these guys have to learn in college and it doesn't transition into the uh, to the NFL. And then part of it is just they don't get enough time to develop through training camp and that because they don't play that much. Now, Warren, I wanted to get your impression of the quarterback situation in your old stomping grounds, Houston. Uh, they've got the, the uh, young rookie there who's shown a lot of promise, Deshaun Watson. Um, what do you think that they should be doing with that quarterback situation? Should, should they have just started him from the get-go uh, rather than throwing him out there after they knew their line was, was kind of uh, Swiss cheese-like? So what do you think they should be doing with that situation there? Well, I think they're doing what, what they need to be doing now. I think starting the season out with Tom, Tom Savage was the right thing to do because you don't want to start a rookie the first game of the season if you don't have to. And uh, you'd like them to be able to sit back and get acclimated to the game and see see how it works and and uh, just not get rushed and pressured into playing too quickly. But when you do have the offensive line problems that they're having in, in Houston, now you need a guy that's got a little bit more mobile that can make uh, things happen with his legs because Tom Savage is more of a, uh, a drop back pocket passer and, and he really you know got beat up that first game. So it's unfortunate for uh, Deshaun to have to play this quickly, but. He's done pretty well so far since he's played, and uh, sometimes you have to play a little bit quicker than what they plan to do, but that's the way things change in the NFL. you got to make adjustments when uh, when some things don't go the way you planned them. 
Now, Warren, we're going to close it out with uh, <clears throat> give you a little history about myself. Uh, I got on radio as a fantasy football analyst, and you, sir, were my first ever fantasy football quarterback in 1994. Okay, so your first year in Minnesota was I drafted you that year. You were my first ever fantasy football quarterback. Okay. Yes, sir. I, I, I uh, I'm very honored that you did that. I threw for a lot of yards that year. Yeah, you did throw for a lot of yards. Now, next that year, those guys told me, what are you doing drafting Warren Moon? I said, shut up. You guys don't know what you're talking about, and you did me right. Now, the next year, I stabbed you again in 95. You tied your career high for touchdowns that year, 33 touchdowns you threw, and they were all crying that second year in Minnesota when I had you. You know, they all wanted the shiny, you know, <laughs> shiny new this and that, and I said, no, no, I'm sticking with my guy Warren. It got me 33 TDs this year. Now, last week on the show, we had on Michael Turner, former running back for the Atlanta Falcons, and he helped me win some fantasy championships back in the day. So right now I'm putting together kind of like my fantasy Hall of Fame team back-to-back back back weeks. I got a quarterback this week. I had a running back last week. So next week we got to try to find some receiver that I had back in the day. I'll put together a pretty good squad, right? I think you got a pretty good squad you're putting together. I feel honored to be in another Hall of Fame. That's great. I'm in yeah. quite a few of them, but uh, to be on your fantasy Hall of Fame, that's big time. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to get some T-shirts put together, man. The J.D. Beckler Fantasy Football <laughs> Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> I'm not giving you gold jackets now. That's not my style. I'll get you like like a nice, you know, breathable T-shirt. It look good, you know, casual. It's a casual thing. This is not no gold jacket, okay? Yeah, you, yeah, you're more on the Walmart plan, right, as far as yeah. the clothing. <laughs> Listen, if you want to call up Ernest Givens for me, you know, or Drew Hill maybe, those guys could be on the squad. Those were two of your boys back in the Oiler days. Oh yeah, they they were they did me very very well, and you can't get to this stage in your in my career uh, without having great players around you. And I played with some really good ones. Now now in in real football, like girl coming up, I was a born Cleveland born and bred, right? So Browns fan. I used to watch Clay Matthews chasing you around all over the field. You know, used to give him fits. <laughs> so I remember those games. You know, Clay Matthews tried to tackle Warren Moon, and it just wasn't happening, dude. <laughs> nah. Yeah, it was it was fun playing against Clay, and uh, of course his brother Bruce was on my team. So those two, they they went up against each other all the time as well, and that was fun to see. Yes, sir. Now, Warren, uh, John was playing fantasy football in '94. I was seven years old. He was on my Tecmo Bowl team. You see, the Tecmo <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, so uh, John, I was really good on Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Tecmo Bowl, man. You could throw it you. from end zone to end zone on that game, man. You go all the way end zone to end zone, bro. I, I get people coming up to me all the time talking about Tecmo Bowl, and I didn't even know what they were talking about. I knew what the game was called, but I'd never played it before. I just knew that I was pretty good on it because uh, people scored a lot of points with me. <laughs> yes, indeed, yes. Playing with your Tecmo Bowl was great. You know, it's crazy how things have so much worn, how things have so much changed. I seven years old, I was playing Tecmo Bowl. Now they got PS4s. How do y'all look now? It's like just amazing to me now being 30, how stuff is where it was, where it was when I was seven years old. Like, man, it's now. So it's crazy, man. But Warren, I tell you what. Yes. Call technology is called advancement. You got there right. I'll tell you, Warren, you're always a great guest on the show. I listeners love hearing you when you come on the show. I look forward to seeing you in Tennessee, man. Uh, uh, hopefully you, you all get off the plane. We can get it together. I'll be over there uh, uh, watching the Crimson Tide play Vanderbilt before you all probably land and arrive. Hopefully we'll see you before that that night sometime, see if the game on Sunday as well, man. Well, thanks for having me on, guys, all right? All right, now, folks, uh, that's Warren Moon here on the Boss Man Show. 
all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.
show two great guests already shereen williams and warren moon now we're going to give you our preview for week three the top three games we're picking and our you know how on this show john we like three top three with tindall you know the, the boss with three interviews you know emails the third part of the show so yeah three is our number here in the boss man show so we're going to start off with a game of interest of to the Atlanta audience that we have here. Uh, the Falcons, 2-0, travel to Detroit, also 2-0, to see about Matthew Stafford and his new running game with Amir Abdullah. And you got Theo Reddick out there as well with Golden Tate and those boys, Marvin Jones, on the Jim Caldwell direction, the Falcons, on the Matt Ryan's direction. You got this guy right here with Devontae Freeman, fresh off a new contract, running the ball well. Tevin Coleman, Julio Jones haven't got going yet in the Falcons on 2-1-0. Austin Hooper, Levine Tololo, Muhammad Sanu, Taylor Gabriel and those guys doing their things. But the Falcons on defense got Desmond Trufant back playing good ball. But lose Vic Beasley for a month through a hamstring tear, John. And trying to get out the Matthew Stafford, you need rushers. You need pass rushers. So... I'm worried about the Falcons in that regard, John, with rushing the passer with Vic Beasley been out. So, John, looking at the 2-0 matchup, seeing them on Monday Night Football last night, Sunday Football, how the Falcons beat the Green Bay Packers. Who are you leaning this game Sunday at the new Ford Field, not the Pontiac Silverdome, but Ford Field in Detroit? I, I like the, the Falcons in this game on the road, but I think it's going to be a, a hotly contested game. It's pretty much a, a litmus test, right, for the Lions. I mean, they come out 2-0. They look pretty good so far. Matt Stafford's been hooking me up uh, from a fantasy perspective, Jr. So we'll, we'll see how they match up with the Falcons, uh, who've got you know a lot more weapons than than what they've seen to date. Um, so I, to me, it's it's a litmus test game for the Lions. So we'll, we'll see uh, who they really are after they play this game. Now the Falcons going on the road, as you said, they're two and zero, and they haven't really had Julio Jones, you know, get off uh, yet at all. So once he gets into the mix, a little bit on offense, that kind of is going to really spread things open for those those running backs and, and everybody else, um, you know, that Matt Ryan has at his disposal. So I, I like the Falcons in this game, but uh, we'll, we'll see what the Lions are made of. I guess is is kind of what I'm looking at when I watch this game. And we move to the Bengals, who are zero and two at the one and one package. We just saw in Atlanta open up Chase Stadium and get. The butt hands were pretty good, but Rodgers was about two of his tackles there. Uh, the Bengals, John. Down the road from you at Paul Brown Stadium are now offensively anemic. Like, this is one of the teams that Warren talked about. Can't get the done going. A.J. Green can't get the ball. The offense is very basic. Ken Zampes was fired. Now Bill Lazor's in the lead of the offense now. You got offensive defensive players, one Colin Kaepernick to be signed by the Bengals and Dalton benched all together. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the Packers without their two tackles. Uh Aaron Rodgers was pretty much running for his life against the Falcons. Uh you got a home game at Lambeau Field. The Falcons the the Falcons game kind of stinging. The the Packers really, 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 really bad. I mean the Packers were upset after the game on Sunday night. So if you ask me, John, looking at this game, the Bengals are the more desperate team, 
But the Packers, to me, are more cohesive and more talented without drama. And the clock on Marvin Lewis is going to be ticking. I'm saying that the Packers will win this game at Lambeau Field and the Bengals go to 0-3. And the heat on Marvin Lewis will even turn up even more. And Dalton turn up even more. Where you may see A.J. McCarron and or maybe, as the defense wants, a Colin Kaepernick brought in Cincinnati. Yeah, two things in this game. Um, the Bengals really look like they've, they've run face first into a brick wall. Uh <laughs> The season, so there's some issues there. Mm-hmm. I th- Marvin Lewis, I've been saying this for a couple few years now. I, I, I never thought that he was going to be, um, you know, you may, I don't know if you go back this far, Jr. But Marty Schottenheimer uh, was the Browns coach back in the day. Marty Schottenheimer was great. He gets you to the playoffs, but you just never could really get over the hump, you know. And then it's kind of what Marvin Lewis is running into. Like he's had some great teams there, some great talent there. He's gotten into the playoffs, and then they fall flat. And now, you know, he's got his quarterback that had been playing fairly well for the past few seasons is, is on the bench. Uh, you've got players calling for the, the signing of uh, Colin Kaepernick. No matter where you come out on, on that whole scenario off the field, on the field, you would think that he would probably be able to produce something better than Dalton or McCarron. Uh, I don't know. It remains to be seen. I, honestly, at this point, I hope somebody just signs the guy so we can stop stop hearing about it. <laughs> so basically, right, we're on that. <laughs> Sign him so we could we could stop talking about it, at least off the field, and, and talk about what he's doing on the field. But he would be, I think. Uh, you know, why, why not? At this point, it's early enough in the season. You can bring him in there. You don't have anything to lose. Once you go in three, which they're facing this week, Jar with the Packers. You know, in Lambeau, um, uh, your season's kind of cooked at that point. I mean, not not from a you know, pack it in standpoint, you don't have anything to play for, but at 0-3, it surely is an uphill climb to make a deep run into the playoffs, especially when you don't have a quarterback position settled. So, you know, this is going to be a tough game for the Bengals. Uh, I like the Packers in this ball game, as you indicated. They, they're just a more uh, cohesive unit. They're at home, and I'm looking at the, the, the pack going 2-1, and one, and the Bengals looking at the big skadooch again. At 0-3, at what point does Marvin Lewis pack his bags up? I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, he's one of those guys. Like it's hard to, from a front office standpoint, like you're having success. Okay, the, the team is winning, you're getting into the playoffs, but there, there, you know that there's more out there for them. You know, maybe they're they're just there's that extra gear that they're not getting into, and there have been some situations as far as uh, coaching mistakes that have been made by. Marvin Lewis in big games that have prevented them from winning and taking the next step. There's also been some black marks on his record as far as, you know, some of the the things that have gone on with, um, I believe it was that the Bengals and the Ravens that had, you know, some, some issues, um, you know, as far as on the field fights and things like that over the course of the past few years. And, you know, just those types of things add up to the front office. So the, the, the bad starts to outweigh the good. And I think that's kind of where he's at right now. So I think he probably, you think, gets the season if, if they can win a few here in the first, you know, six to eight games of the season and kind of maybe be in a, a three and five, a four and four area. He probably gets the season, but I, I doubt they keep him around after this year. You got that right. And final game on the NFL the preview is this. Two and no Oakland Raiders, the Heifer Raiders with Marshawn Lynch demoralizing the Jets by dancing on the, the jumbotron at the Oakland Alameda County Stadium baseball stadium with the dirt still down. Marshawn doing his thing to some Jets. The one and one Redskins go out and beat the LA Rams twenty seven to twenty on last, in final moments of the game. Kirk Cousins, who may be a Ram next year after he's going for agents from Leeds Washington, uh. 
the Redskins, to me, be a Rams team who's up and coming, who's uh, guys who are just trying to get learn how to play football, a new head coach. So that's when they get that win. Lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, trying to kind of get Terrell Pryor cooking and going. Got, they got new receivers there. So, uh, you know, just so you got that going on there with Washington. Defense a little bit banged up as well. Oakland Warriors, we still uh, hitting all cylinders right now with Marshawn Lynch. You got Amari Cooper, Crabtree. You got those weapons, Seth Roberts with Derek Carr's back looking healthy out there. John, Sunday night football game. Uh, they're silver and black. Go to D.C. I'm thinking once again, Marshawn Lynch going to go high field on the Redskins, send them jokers to one and two once more. Oakland go three and zero. We're going to have a division in the AFC West where KC, Denver, and the Raiders make the playoffs, and everybody else is fighting for scraps in the AFC to challenge Pittsburgh. And you got the challenge of the Patriots in the AFC South. To me, Tennessee or Houston will lead that division. But I think the Raiders got some things brewing out there, John. They'll win Sunday night at Phoenix Field. Marshawn Lynch, man. That's my dude. I, I love watching Marshawn Lynch Baseball. play. Oh, my God, dude. He, I, he, he plays the game. He has so much fun. You watch him play, and you're like, dude, this, it's fun. Like, it's fun to watch him play in a game. I don't care who he's playing for. I don't care who they're playing against. It's just fun to watch the dude play. You know? Some people might say he's got attitude this or <clears throat> shouldn't be doing this or whatever. The, you know, whatever the criticism you want to throw out there is. But the dude is having fun, and he backs it up. He's, he's not – a guy that's running his mouth and then going out there and having five carries for negative three yards or something like that. You put the ball in his hands and he produces, you know, and that's the kind of guy that the Raiders need. And that's why they brought him in. He's a veteran. He's got a lot of games under his belt. He knows how to wear a defense down, especially down that fourth quarter, man. You start getting the beast mode running downhill at you uh, as a defense. I mean, you're going to start to wear down quicker, quicker and quicker. And that's how you put games away. And that's how you win in the NFL. So the Raiders go to 3-0. and I think, Jr. I agree with you. I think the Redskins come out of this game 1-2, and even though it's going to be a home game for them. I think it's going to be a home loss for them on Sunday night. And I, I enjoy watching the Raiders play, and I think they're going to be one of those teams. If they can stay healthy this year, Jr. they're going to take that next step. They're going to be a playoff team, and they, they have enough talent to make some noise and, and kind of make that jump from a, a up-and-coming team to a team that's there and maybe can surprise a little bit in the playoffs. And who knows, once you get in there, <clears throat> who knows what happens, right? You got that right. So, folks, that's NFL 3-3 preview here in the Boss Man Show. Up next is the Boss Report after the break. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. 
Drafting Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The baby album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.
Boss back on the Boss Man Show. Great show so far. Shereen Williams, ProFootballTalk.com. Hall of Famer Warren Moon on the Boss Man Show and NFL Preview with John for Week 3. John, it's been a great show so far. Are you ready for this week's Boss Report, man? Yeah, dude, I'm always ready for the Boss Report. I'm stoked, though. I got I got a, pro, a Hall of Fame quarterback added to the J.D. Beckler Fantasy Football Hall of Fame tonight. I got a running back, Michael Turner. I got my quarterback, Warren Moon. Um, you know, but we're going to start to fill out, I think, Jr. By the end of the season, we'll have a couple receivers, get a tight end in there. Maybe we can get Jason Witten on at some point. I have had a lot of success with uh, with Jay Witt over the years, but maybe we'll add him into the mix, you know? Well, the Cowboys do play the Falcons. Maybe we could make that make sense and make that work there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> there we go. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the Boss Report. <laughs> I was with you until that last part. Why was he trying to light up his Johnson? Because it was hot for the women. Uh, oh, my little pyrotechnics? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord. Okay. I get it. Like, I was with you until you hit me with light up his Johnson. Like, what? <laughs> oh, man. I guess, dude. I mean, people are going to have to learn. Like, the, the social media age is... is moving at the speed of light, right? Like, we were, new things are coming up every day, new trends are coming up every day, and the way people use social media, just stop doing any kind of illicit activity on your live streams or posting it on your social media. Just leave it out. Like it, it is not in a well for you if you're engaging in that type of activity, correct? Yeah, that's right. And, uh... Deputies find 54 Xanax pills in Florida man's penis. A hurricane Irma shelter after taking my penis trying to sell them to other shelter victims. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that, dude. <laughs> you said XTC tabs, right? Yes, uh-huh. Uh, what am I? I'm penis myself. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I've never been in a natural disaster like that, so I can't really say what you're looking to do at that point in your life. But I'm pretty sure that taking some penis ecstasy is not one of the things that you're, like, up for at that point, you know? <laughs> like, you're just trying to, like, rebuild your life, right? Exactly. Oh, uh, man. I, I guess, you know, well... And that's the other thing, like, he was trying to, he was trying to sell him, you know, like, he, he should have been passing him out, you know, like, let's have a party up in this mother. Exactly, my man is straight, driven, like, seriously, driven, like, come on, man. Also, Utah man, suspended license, on the loose, after being seen fleeing traffic, accident on the lawn. <laughs> I don't know, like, when you say lawnmower to me, I think of, like, small tractor that you, small, small riding lawnmower that you drive around your, your, you know, suburban property, right? Yes, but he flee on actual person. Uh, <laughs> was he using, like, a scooter? <laughs> yeah. He turned, he turned it around, he was. 
was using it like a razor or something? Yes, he was. He was one of the classic old school push with 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 gas in it. He used that the way. Oh my god, dude! I don't even know. <laughs> the visual is stunning, stunning on that one. I guess like you gotta go with what you got, right? Yes, you do. When you try to flee, wherever you can and get away. <laughs> Asses and elbows, baby. Doesn't matter how you make it happen. Exactly. And here we go. Florida man booted from neighborhood by homeowner association after carving a giant wooden mailbox to save him a Johnson that he proclaims to be his for his mailbox. So he carved a giant Johnson for his mailbox and is saying that it is in his own likeness? Yes. Did it say by chance what the um, the size of this carving was? It's a giant wooden mailbox. So, <laughs> was he trying to say he's got like a like a three foot long or something? <laughs> I think he was. So the new 
husband whose identity the old husband had stolen set up the old husband with a prostitute who was supposed to cut off the old husband's junk. Yes. And so, he, so the, the he escaped the junk cutting. Okay. He stole the ex-wife. The old ex-wife. Okay, so old husband escaped the junk cutting yes. prostitute setup, right? Yes. And then after that, he went and stole the the new husband's ex-wife. Yes. So basically, what happened here is these two dudes wife swapped, right? Pretty much. And in between, one of them had to try to have the other dude's junk cut off by a prostitute. Yes, they all stole those ideas. And the other one stole the other one's identity. So basically, that's in a nutshell, folks. That is what happened. We had all the, these, these dudes, instead of all they had to do was wife swap. That's it. They just had to hook up one day and say, listen, I'm going to trade you wives. And that that was that. Instead, they had to like, try to cut junk off and steal identities and all kinds of other stuff. They should have just, you know, hooked up at the bar one day and said, listen, let's trade wives. Okay, cool. And that would have been that. Exactly. Oh, man. That might have been the most convoluted boss report story we ever had right there, bro. Yes, it was. Very convoluted. Very convoluted. We made our way through it, though. We, we did it. We, <laughs> yeah. we survived. Exactly. How about this? Minnesota man is arrested after attempting to run over relative while carrying a pistol filled with panties and used condoms after seeing him leave girlfriend's house at 7 a.m. Okay, so you're saying that the, the he was carrying a pistol? Yes. And the pistol was filled with panties and used condoms? Yes. Like wait, like where? Like in the in the chamber? Like what? Like <laughs> in a barrel? Like where did where did you put these dead? He stuffed them like take the clip out and then like stuff them in, the, in there? Like what? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on in Minnesota. Y'all gotta, you gotta do something up there. Like that, that's you know? different, right? That's totally different. We're, we're gonna have to uh, investigate the state of Minnesota a little bit more deeply, Jr. I feel like there's some some stuff going on up there that we need to know about. Okay, so let's make a note of that. You know now that that wintertime's coming, there'll be some crazy stories coming out of Minnesota because like the people will be snowed in and stuff. So we, we definitely have to keep our eye on Minnesota. Let's get that on the radar for the Boston report. And the Super Bowl's coming to Minnesota too. So oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> you know there's always some stuff coming out of the Super Bowl, bro. Exactly. We got the happy scale. Yes, and now 
I would suspect that's that. Yeah, I would suspect that's not the only thing that Nigerian prison is. I'm sure there's some other stuff going on there that we don't really want to know about. He said, quote, just send me across the water so I can enjoy life behind bars with my winnings and treasure. My winnings and treasure. Your CDs? Like, what? Like, I don't even know, dude. What do you That's got? Like, take, 15, yeah, like, yeah, like 15 trial versions of Microsoft Office that you got? What, get it. what, do, you, what do you got? Sean Kemp, right? Sean Kemp was up to like 17, wasn't he? Yes, he was. 
but they only had nine kids. Right, and then the majority of those, as far as I understand it, were, were illegitimate, that they weren't necessarily taken care of, they weren't, you know, claiming as their own, right? Yes. Okay, so that's a different story now. As far as I know, you know, my, my man is, they're all his kids. He takes care of them all. They're, that's his family, right? Yep. Okay, so roll on with your bad self, bro. Now, I would definitely try to get my money back from that, that vasectomy surgery, though, because something didn't go right. <laughs> something didn't go right there, bro. Exactly. It should not go right. And get this. Uh, naked Florida man arrested after stealing purse, hitting a woman with a car in the Walmart parking lot due to quote lack of funds to get stuff out of the hurricane. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That seems a little excessive. Like snatch the purse, but you you got to run her over too. Like, <laughs> how does that how does that help your uh, your situation? <laughs> I, I get it. Maybe you're hard up for money, and I can't say that you should be stealing purses, but, you know, like, I, I can at least get, you know, kind of roll with you a little bit on it until you run over with your car. I mean, that seems a little extra. That seems like a little extra to me. Yeah. 
behind the counter after hours. So he was he robbed a store. He was still in the store that he was had robbed, and he invited some chicken to have a smash session in that store. Yes. And that's how he got busted. Yes. That's just stupid, bro. Like you should <laughs> you, you should have been out. <laughs> take what you take to get out. Go hook up with the Motel Six or something, bro. I don't even know what to tell you, but you don't want to stick around the scene of the crime, man. Like, what were you gonna say? Like, I got to work here. This is, I'm the manager of this joint. That's why I got all this money. I'm about to make the nightly deposit. Like, I don't, I don't understand what you what you're saying. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a deposit with this chick. Then I'm gonna make a deposit at the bank later. Like, what are you, what are you gonna try to say when they show up? Oh my God, just so terrible. We have the two-story warning. thing that could happen to you other than shooting yourself and then dying that's the worst thing that you can shoot right yes if, you, if you're having a, a gun accident with yourself like that's the worst thing that can happen shooting yourself in the foot yeah that sucks you know shooting off your junk <laughs> yeah that's gonna qualify as a bad day right there I'd say <laughs> very bad day Well, just off, off the wall. 
Oh yeah, wait till the, the future benefit concert goes off down there, dude. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean that that's gonna be off the hook right there. I bet you every shelter is banging swim for the future. You hear every shelter. You know you know that's right dude. That's, that's for, for sure. Definitely the one with already the state song. your photo video and voiceover needs check out the fine folks at blu-ray productions they will take good care of you if you don't believe me you can see for yourself check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the facebook page blueberry productions also a vimeo page a youtube page and it's blueberry b-l-u-b-e-r-r-y prod on twitter check them out today blueberry productions great people great work great service Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com 
or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.